Welcome to the podcast where you get your news and views of the sports world that we live in. And now here's your podcaster, Lige Weichers. Welcome to the Lige Weichers Show. Panic. That's the word I've been hearing. Not only if you're a Lions fan, but if you're a Colts fan. Is it time to panic? Is the season over? Is there better days ahead or is it all downhill from here? That's what happened last week. I was hoping, you know, get 2-0, a big week for the Colts and the Lions to continue their playoff push, and boom, you get hit in the face with Lions losing not a very close game to the Bears, and the Colts get dealt a loss from the Bengals that isn't particularly close either. Man, this is a tough look, and we're going to start with the Colts game. I'll be honest, I didn't watch much of the game. I didn't get to talk to Luke to get a full debrief on what happened, but from what I saw in red zone was they even got a defensive touchdown, just it didn't go well. Jake Browning continued his magic. The defensive line didn't play as well. The secondary wasn't quite able to hold up. And overall, they just got beat. Were the Bengals a better team? Well, it certainly looked like it. And we know that the Colts kind of walked the edge of being good versus being bad. And they've been lucky, some people would say, or clutch, others would say. And they just didn't have a good game. And they got beat up. But you know what? That's going to happen. It's not a reason to panic just because you lose a game. It's time to regroup, maybe get some more guys back healthy. I saw Juju Brents may have returned to practice. That could be a big addition to the secondary. I think better days are ahead for the Colts, and we get to see him on Saturday afternoon. Primetime, we'll get to watch the whole game. Really form my own opinion of the team. But now we got to talk about the Lions. We knew it was going to be a tough game going into Chicago after the Bears had already played them tough. And honestly, the Bears played exactly how I expected they were going to play. They played well. The Lions could have won the game if they had played well, but they weren't just going to give the game away. And man, the Lions really gave the game away. The Bears played decent, but the Lions just played terrible. And man, I've heard a lot of takes. The Lions were never actually that good. The Lions are terrible team. They're overrated. And I push back on the overrated team. I've been hearing for a lot of weeks that the Lions aren't the class of the NFC. How can you be overrated when you were never rated that highly to begin with? But man, it was just a lot of mental mistakes, I would say. Hutchinson jumping off sides, giving the Bears a free play on fourth and 13, touchdown. You lose contain on fields one time, touchdown. Jared Goff can't handle a snap, turnover. Three and out, three and out. Three and out. What's going on with this offense specifically? The defense, I mean, it's not like they're playing good, but they're not playing the worst we've ever seen. I mean, we have watched the last few weeks. The offense was really where things weren't going so good. Jameer Gibbs drops what probably is a 40-yard touchdown on a screen pass. What's going on? I'm going to add two or three drops. Man, this offense was all out of sync. And to me, it exposed what I've been talking about for a long time, and that is the issue of Jared Goff. One thing goes wrong, you've got a bad quarterback. Two things go wrong, you might not score any points. And honestly, it was two things going wrong. Outdoors, in the cold, there's one. Frank Rag, now the center being out, threw all the timing off. The offensive line wasn't perfect. What do you know? The offense can't function. Here's my spiel on the offense and why I'm frustrated right now. They have to take some shots. Only so long can you run curls, ins, and outs within 10 yards and run the football before the defense finally comes down and starts to take that away. You have the playmakers to take a shot outside the number. What about a seam streak to Sam Laporta? What about a post to Amon Ross St. Brown or Jameson Williams? I have not seen the Lions throw a post all year. It's always deep ins, deep outs, never any goes, posts, crossers. They have to be more aggressive. 
to force the defense to respect them, and then the run will come, and then the short routes will come. Until the Lions are willing to take some shots, they will continue to struggle on offense. The issue is, Jared Goff looks like he can barely throw the ball 15 yards, especially in the cold. How are you supposed to function without a quarterback who can actually throw the ball through a tiny bit of wind? That brings me back to the frustrations I've always had with Goff. Even when he goes through his good stretches, I know everything has to be perfect around him. This, looking bigger picture, is honestly one of the worst places you can be as a team. The Lions, I know what's going to happen. They're going to look at Jared Goff and say, we could do a lot worse. This is what exactly what they said last year. It's a lot easier to become really bad at quarterback. That is the issue. They are going to extend Jared Goff because you could do worse. But you're never going to win because of Jared Goff. Can you maybe win a couple playoff games if everything goes perfectly your way and you get a little lucky? Yes, but what are the goals here? What is the goal of this football team? Is it to win a couple playoff teams? Or is it to build a contender that contends every single year and wins a Super Bowl? I don't think you're doing that with Jared Goff. And I don't think most people think you're doing that with Jared Goff. I understand you're in a difficult situation where you're going to have to take some risk. And yes, you should have traded up for Anthony Richardson or CJ Stroud in last year's draft when you had the sixth overall pick. When are you going to get another sixth overall pick? Honestly, not for a long time. At least I hope not. Now you're in this weird spot where, hey, do you want to end up with a Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, Zach Wilson, that type of player? Hey, we drafted Hendon Hooker in the third round. That's a good option. So yes, they're going to extend Jared Goff. They blew their opportunity to go get either a stud rookie or, you know, was Lamar Jackson ever on the table? Was Kyler Murray ever on the table? They didn't want to make a big move for one of these quarterbacks, and now they're stuck with Jared Goff, who, if everything is right, can play well, but people can figure out. That's the overall frustration. But I'm going to leave some of that talk for the offseason. We'll talk about team building. We'll talk about where the Lions go from here. But for now, to all the doomsday people, I don't think this is over. We've seen a trend the last few weeks of ugly wins. This is just what happens if a few plays you don't make. You, you, you have a few that go against you. This is what happens. You lose a game by two scores. I don't think things are over. You can't just love Dan Campbell and say he's a great coach and then they play a few bad games and not continue that hope. I will continue to have faith in the Lions. Here's a couple of things I want to see in the next four weeks coming into the playoffs. I want to see the offense take some shots. I want to see some posts. I want to see some streaks and I want to see some side to side action to get the defense moving to open up the rest of the field. I want to see the defense get some more pressure. There were a few drives where they did get pressure on fields. Bruce Irvin might be back to play. He actually played decently in the one game we did see him and CJ Gardner Johnson and James Houston. I think they might be back in the regular season. So I think there's progress to be made and it starts this week against the Denver Broncos. Saturday night, prime time. Everyone gets to see, and they're back on the fast track at home. You would think the offense would get a little better, but the Broncos offer a unique set of skills that they're going to have to come against. Russell Wilson throws two passes, screen passes, or chucks it deep to Cortland Sutton. That is a little concerning because how many times this year has someone gotten behind the lines and the quarterback just missed him on a streak? So I do think Sutton will catch a, a long ball or two, and they're going to have to tackle well. Alex Anzalone played a very poor game coming back from injury against the Bears, specifically tackling. But I think the Lions will be able to contain the Broncos enough a little bit. What does contain mean? You know, under 30 points? Well, that would be good. Now, the Broncos' defense has some kind of bad rankings, but lately they've been playing a lot better. The pass defense has been solid, and the run defense, which used to be worse in the league, isn't quite the worst in the league anymore. This is a good challenge for the Lions. This will kind of say, all right, 
You've been beaten down. Everyone has kind of written you off as having no chance. What can you do now? I think this is a good spot for the Lions to be in. Frank Ragnow is maybe trending towards possibly playing. There was a worrisome injury. Taylor Decker missed practice, but then he got back a limited practice today. So we know how important the offensive line is. So I'll be really key to have that whole starting offensive line back. And other than that, pretty much the whole team is healthy. So I can't complain too much while the offensive line is kind of a, a rotating starting five. It's all with just small injuries with guys who come back, not guys out for the year. So that is a win that I will be happy for. I'm excited to see Jameer Gibbs. He's electric. There were some plays where I said, wow, he's actually making a difference. That's big for a running back. Jamison Williams, is it a Ben Johnson problem why he's not getting more touches? Is it a Jared Goff problem? Is it a Jamison Williams problem? I think it's obviously a combination of the three, but I think Goff just needs to throw him the ball a little bit more. Hopefully they get into a rhythm where Ben Johnson can get the team being aggressive, and I think they can win this game. I'm really excited for Saturday night. I'll just say, I'm excited to sit down and watch Lions-Broncos in a primetime game on Saturday night. But before we get to the Saturday night game, we get to watch Colts and Steelers. Everyone might look at that game and say, ooh, that's not a fun game. I can take a nap during that game. But I advise you, keep a close eye. There could be some Minshew magic coming. Will the Colts bounce back and continue a run towards the AFC playoffs? Or... Will the Pittsburgh Steelers go back to their old ways of winning when you don't think they should win? Mitch Trubisky's getting the start. That's big news. And honestly, they've looked terrible in their last two games. They lost to, what, Arizona? And then they lost to the Patriots? Man, the Steelers are in all sorts of trouble. Again, this looks like a good matchup for the Colts. If they can just stop the run, stop Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, make Trubisky throw, this looks good. I do think they're going to have some issues on the offense, the Colts that is, because TJ Watt cleared concussion protocol. Will the offensive line hold up or will Minshew be running for his life? He already sees ghosts back there. He doesn't need to see TJ Watt as well. This is going to be a game I think that unfortunately comes down to Minshew versus Trubisky. I think Minshew can make less mistakes than Mitch Trubisky, although both will make mistakes. I think this game might be a lot like the Packers-Giants game we saw this past week where, man, a lot of crazy stuff happens. It's a lot of bad football, but it turns into a very entertaining game because of it, and I think this is one of the games that the Colts pull out. Two pivotal games on Saturday. Wow, what more could you ask for? The Colts looking to rebound, and then you get the Lions on the nightcap looking to rebound? What a week it would be to go 2-0 and and just set up a fantastic Sunday. But before we get to both of those games, the Bengals play the Vikings. The only reason I bring up this game is because this game involves Lige's lock of the week. That's right. Another win last week, moving us to 8-5. and five. The Bills squeak out a win against the Chiefs. Man, it feels good to be on a hot streak. We're going to try to keep it rolling for the rest of the year and finish with a bang. I'm taking the Bengals minus three against the Minnesota Vikings. Nick Mullins getting the start for the Vikings. They say Jefferson is going to be back. I'll be honest, I'm not as confident in this pick as I've been in some of the other ones, but it's one that kind of did stick out to me and I thought would win. I think it's time to believe in Jake Browning. Now, here I was sitting last week and I said, Jake Browning's not very good and he's going to have you know a game where he struggles now that he's had a good game and now two games in a row and I'm in. This is odd, but I think the Bengals can do it. Nick Mullins isn't going to do so hot. The Vikings defense does offer me some concern, so winning by more than three could be a struggle, but I'm doing it. I'm sticking with the Bengals, not just because I want the Vikings to lose, but I think they will lose, and they'll lose by margin. Give me the Bengals, then the Colts, then the Lions in an epic slate of Saturday football. One more game we got to talk about before I get out of here, Bills-Cowboys. The Bills' final last stand last week, it was a big win. They beat the Chiefs. Now, we, we know that the Chiefs haven't been playing all that good. And man, the Cowboys look dominant against the Eagles. So now we got the Cowboys going to Buffalo. 
This is one of the hardest games on Buffalo season, and it's the last of a really tough stretch. Honestly, I don't say they need this game, but this game would do wonders. The AFC hasn't looked as strong up top, and all of a sudden, the Bills might be looking like one of the better teams. Just can they convert these great plays and great metrics into wins? That's the question. The Cowboys... I still question them against good teams, but we consider the Eagles good, and man, they dominate. So we'll get them out in Buffalo. This is a really good game that I'm really looking forward to. I would lean Cowboys in this game, but I'm definitely going for the Bills. I think they, if they can win it, they set themselves up to be one of the scariest teams come January in the AFC. That's all I got for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, at the Light Dwight Show. Leave a rating and review five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out the show. We've got some really exciting shows coming up in the next few weeks with hopefully playoffs talk for the Colts and Lions. Anyway, that's all we got, and we'll talk next week.